Smell this. He goes, I don't know I which one has tequila in it. It has tequila in it. But I had it in 2020. Yes, sure, and yeah. I came back from Key West yeah. and had it. And had it. And we all did. And we like had, you know, I had a fever did. and chills for six days. I was like, what is going Me on? Too. Me too. It was like, it's just a really bad flu. I didn't have and shit. And then a month later. I didn't know I had COVID until I went to get a test to fly to Canada and found out that day that I wasn't flying to Canada. And he found out he was pregnant. I got a test. I'm like, what? I seriously got my results. I'm like, what? And I'm like, uh. So then I went the next day. Three days after my test, I um, I got like a little congestion. Yep. Beautiful. And my cough didn't come till like three days ago. Hey, I'm still waiting on my uh, Sleep Better Austin hat. I thought you were ordering me one. I'm being dead serious. You want me wearing your shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I wear the fat hat? No, I like what you wear. You can wear whatever you want. What am I wearing? What's your straight? Well, you can wear whatever you want. I change it up just, I love her, and I'm going to say goodbye to her, Key West, because she's going to be huge. She is huge. She's going to be huge. Doing stadium tours with, uh, what's his name? God, I can't think of his name. Big that was pretty good. Guy. Yeah. It's I thought it was very good. Yeah. I'm a, can I go put this with the rest of the wine? Yeah, you can do whatever it, you want. I like how you're holding on. So which one is you? <laughs> one you have and the one you wish you had. Yeah, I don't know. Probably drink some. You think I should drink some wine with the Wagyu burgers tonight? That's a good idea. No, I don't. Or some electric like jellies. Ooh. You know that little four pack of electric yeah, jellies yeah. is like 18 fucking dollars? Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll do it every time I see it. Electric jellies? Sure. <laughs> well, what does she Dad, want? Dad, did you hear the story this morning? What does she want? Oh. No. What story? I mean, maybe. I ran into my ex-wife at the grocery store this morning. Oh, my. No. It's, it's such a good story. So it really We're rolling. We won't. It. No, no. Just, we are rolling. I don't want this on. I don't want this on. I'm putting so whatever I've determined, authority I, this I have. One, no, this doesn't matter. No, it does to me. No. You don't want to have this on the podcast. <laughs> Nobody knows anything. Um. <laughs> so I go to Whole Foods, and I realize, and, and I'm of kind of the opinion now that I've been vaccinated i've had covid herpes i've had all the other things that you could possibly deal with um that you know masks may not necessarily be necessary for me i'm okay without the mask at the grocery store and since we live in texas which is a free country it is texas um, is a free country welcome to the free country of texas by the way john um that um I can go into Whole Foods, but I've determined that the type of people that shop at Whole Foods most frequently are probably the type of people that are triple, quadruple vaxxed. Yeah, liberal, and they're from 14, 14 masks here. on and all that kind of shit. Yeah, make sure to help him out. Yeah, so I actually have a lot of things I need to do. I come in and I'm getting like my kumquats. <laughs> that word. And as I'm shopping for my, I've got my cabbage and my peppers and my kumquats. And then I, um, yeah. And no, uh, no one else is coming in or um, it keeps the air up. I'm looking around like there's no other normal people in this building. They're all wearing masks. I'm working on that right now. And then, um, so I see this one other guy and I'm like, oh, there's another normal person. Thank you. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I give him the uh, the Prius wave. You remember? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's from. Uh, I'm assuming it's something like. No, 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 no. It's it's um, 
who's the guy? The the guy. The creator of Seinfeld. Larry, Larry David. David. Larry David, his other show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh, so he has an episode where he talks about like when you see he drives a Prius, and so when you see somebody else who drives a Prius, like there's a common bond mm-hmm. and you automatically have to have like the wave, like the Harleys, you know, they yeah, do that. Yeah. So I give him like the no mask wave. I'm like, you know, or the nod. It's like, hey, we're both normal. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. And uh, he's like, whatever. And then mm-hmm. I go around the corner and I see this other woman who is also not wearing a mask. I'm like, oh, there's another normal person. So I kind of give her the nod. <laughs> and then uh, I'll get Dan. And then she uh, like looks at me, but I've got my headphones in and I'm mm-hmm. just kind of jamming out. I got my list and I'm like checking off my list. Mm-hmm. So I just like quick nod, look, and then I go down, you know, acknowledge mm-hmm. the non-mask. And then um, she walks straight up to me and she's like, like in my face, hello. And I, and I look up and I'm like, oh, I was married to you. It was my ex-wife. Ah. Yeah, hey, Nikki wore fucking sunglasses the whole fucking episode. Yeah, I, I've been on him about that. You want to, you can. No, no. I didn't even know him, and I told him something in the kitchen when I first, that was like my first thing I said. I was like, sunglasses, huh? When your future's that bright, I guess. Yeah, I guess, man. I, 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 or your last, or your last night was that about, long. I have a great story about Eric Church when I was in college. He played a, my, my best friend, my, one of my roommates, uh, played a, uh, what do you need? Swamp. I think I do. We're gonna cross streams. We are gonna cross streams. Musicians. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think that actually works, Dan. Handsome Dan. Way to go. Your voice just went really high. And then whenever you're ready, just I'm still dealing with. I'm still dealing with the transition. <laughs> transition. And my hormones are still not in control. Oh, you want right here? I didn't. I just sat there out of the shit. Should we take it to the kitchen? Would you like me to? Well, we can do that later. Just okay. don't forget it. I would never forget. Dude, I was looking at those pictures the other day that you sent, Dan. Okay. Whenever Dan sent all those pictures. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's there's some good ones. And there's a couple of them. Where I look completely gay. Well, well, that too. But there's a couple of them where the um, the confetti is just all over us. It Dude, it's still in here. And it's yeah, like it nobody cares. Was, oh. When I used to work for a production company. Yeah, this guy. New Year's. With the glasses. I know. New Year's New Year's Eve gigs were the worst because they'd always have confetti and you would spend the rest of your year days later. No, Look months. I'm having months a serious later. conversation with Dr. Breed uh-huh. and I just have confetti all over. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that wasn't a, that was after this shoot, but yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, months later, you just find confetti in speaker cabinets, in road cases, and you're just like. <sighs> <laughs> all from new year's eve all right oh, yeah. we're ready to do this we're, we're gonna ready. roll yep all right all right here we are another back again back again that's right Haven't, it's been a while it has it it seems like forever <laughs> it seems minutes like even minutes <laughs> uh no we are uh so honored to have a special guest today uh but before we mention our guests, what in the heck are we drinking, Brandon? So I'll tell you what we're drinking today. This is, you know. Beautiful I, cubes, by the way. Thank I'm being you. Serious. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you like my rocks. No, seriously. Um, the, the, what we're drinking today is a tequila. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, obviously, it's a tequila, so it's not from Texas. It's from Mexico. That's okay. It's called Grand Mayan Tequila. It's ultra-aged, and it's very special. Okay. According to the bottle. Right oh, here. okay. Uh, it's a beautiful bottle. 
It is. Did my mom write that logo? She says I'm very special. <laughs> yeah, she might have. We'll have to talk to her. But no, this was a gift to me. This was a Christmas gift to me from Dr. Chuck Tozer, thank who's you, in Chuck. Southern California. So thank you, Dr. Tozer, if you're watching this. Thank you, uh, shout out to Dr. Tozer. He's one of my uh, IAOS members and mm -hmm. clients. Yep. And he's uh, doing great things down there in Southern California with uh, sleep apnea and treating sleep apnea what patients. What part of Southern California? You know, you would ask that. Um, uh, I didn't mean to put you on spot. I apologize. I'm going to say San somewhere or South, South. L.A., okay. Orange County. I was up in Valencia for a while. So. Somewhere around Okay. Uh, but he tells me, he says, listen, this is not like your college tequila. You don't shoot this and you don't need a lime. You just, it's sipping. a sipping yeah. tequila. Yeah. All right. And I can't say I'm, I've ever had much sipping tequila, but we'll see whose clothes Ooh, come off first I today. Have. And so our guest today is a good friend of mine, an amazing musician out of Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And John Goolsby. And so we're going to be getting in today, talking a little bit about music, talking a little bit about sleep, mm -hmm. talking about our history. <laughs> and we're going to be drinking some tequilas. So, Mr. Goolsby, thank you for sleeping around. Cheers. Thank Cheers, you, guys. Dr. Brennan and Matthew, man. Sipping. Sipping. Sipping tequila. And handsome Dan. Handsome Dan. All right. Here, come here, bud. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your team. Here we go. Air chink. Uh, handsome Dan. Oh, and you had it in the refrigerator, too. Yeah, I did. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's good. This is going to be a good, good. podcast, everybody. <laughs> I hate tequila. This is fantastic. Good. Right? Sip it. Yeah. Uh, there's more cameras, and it seems like the angles have changed. I know. What's I going like on? There is. We've, we've got it. It's I feel good. like you're in the Matrix, and like the cameras are all <laughs> flying out at you. Uh, no, we've got, uh, we've got the wide. We've got the tight on both of you two. Tight? We've got the tight on both of you two. If it ain't tight, it ain't right. That's and right. Handsome, Dan. And then this is my... And that's your, okay. My backup. So wait, if the camera adds 20 pounds, is that 80 pounds right there for me? That's going to be a problem. I thought it was 10 pounds. I don't need the help. Jeez. I thought it was 10 pounds. Maybe 10 pounds for you. It's 20 oh. for me. All right. So, so Dan, yeah, let's, let's jump in. Let's jump yeah. in. So, John, thanks for coming, man. My pleasure. Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. I, uh, I moved there full time, uh, almost three years ago. Okay. Um, you know, it just kind of got to the point where somebody would call and say, Hey, you want to write this afternoon? Or do you want to have lunch this afternoon? And I'm like, Oh man, I'm swamped today. Um, you know, I, I live in Kansas city, but maybe tomorrow, <laughs> you know, let me, can we do tomorrow? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, let's just do it a month from now. And as that started to happen once a week, yeah, it was like, okay, I need, I need to, if I'm going to do this, there. I just and need to be of, there. One of my best friends in town, uh, when I was looking to move and asking him like, you know, you think I'm doing this? And he goes, the number one rule of Nashville is must be present to win. Yeah. Nice. And so that's the rule. And so yep. if you're not there, if you're not there to happen. Yep. Yeah. So there's a couple of tie in here. So mm -hmm. one of our most popular episodes so far was Miss Bishop and you were a direct referral. Yes. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Um, not only is she a friend of the podcast, but has mm -hmm. become a friend of ours. And yeah. so uh, she's doing some amazing things over there. Now she makes, she makes a good friend. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And uh, so horrible to look at. I mean, I don't know <laughs> how y'all stay. I tell you what, she's she's been doing some uh, some side hustle stuff with me, uh, working for the corporate event band yeah. that I that I helped found. Right, and uh, we've spent days in the car together. And I got to tell you, it's rough. Oh, I know. I, I, get, I get I get sent videos. Um, I will tell you something. So uh, you don't know this. Uh, if you do, this is pretty cool. The first time I ever met you wasn't in Key West. Mm -hmm. um, I used to work for a company called Phillips. Anybody who's a fan of our podcast, by the way, forgot to say, please like and subscribe. Thank you guys. For, Click the for buttons, being, do the things. Yeah, smash it, I don't know. Write a review. Smash, oh, it. smash it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was working for Phillips and our regional 
manager uh, happened to be up in the Kansas City area, and he loved to have our regional meetings up at this casino up there called the Argosy. And so, I've been there. a great friend of ours is Casey Cobb. Casey also worked for Phillips. His wife's an amazing singer, Raina Cobb. They will soon be on our podcast. And we were sitting at the bar one night, and he goes, man, I got this friend that's meeting me. He's an amazing musician. Matthew, you sure you've never heard of him? I go, man, I don't know Goolsby. And you came up mm-hmm. to the arg- and we sat at the bar and maybe drank a little too much. Yeah, yeah, I... Uh, Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, that is, I've actually, uh, between you and Casey and Kyle Carter, yeah. have drank in more casinos over the last six years of my life than ever. In my life. <laughs> well, well, Kyle, Kyle will tend to do that. So the official introduction was that, um, that night, I know that I've, mm-hmm. I've seen you a bunch of times at Cobb Fest or one time, excuse me. Yeah. One time, but the, the most powerful and it's coming up. So by the time this airs, it'll already be over with is mile zero fest. Yeah. And, uh, the inaugural year, um, man, it was so awesome seeing you in that theater off of Duvall brother. And, um, through this time, and I, I don't. Hopefully, I don't come off braggadocious. What's the word if you're bragging? Well, you know, braggadocious. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am so blessed with so many good friends that are so talented. Uh, you've just been a part of my life um, ever since, and um, love your music, love your writing, and what an honor! Thank you man. for you to come in and be on our yeah, podcast. It's, it's yeah. my pleasure. I, I really appreciate really? you guys having me. I, I've been uh, looking forward to this ever ever since Matthew asked me. And uh, from from the first episode in, and, yep. and I, I do love like one of the things I love is that you guys both have a, a, a shared love of music, but then also as as a musician who has terrible sleep patterns just by the nature <laughs> of my work. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I was, I woke up, I went to bed at, I had a gig last night, I went to bed at one thirty, and I woke up at five. Yep, and it's just like okay, so. I'll just be tired today. Yeah. Like that's that's just, how this goes. You well, just kind of accept it. Because we do have musicians who come in. I don't know yeah. if you've watched the other podcasts and they're so good to us because they really like it. You even text me like, I'm getting on the plane. I'm yeah. like, thank God. He made the flight. He made the flight. So you mentioned how braggadocious. That, thank you. you is, that, is that how you say it? I think that's what they say. Because I don't even know if that's a real word. But I'll tell you, my grandma, Grandma Cindy, okay. used to tell me, she'd say, Brandon, there's no such thing as bragging. Okay. You're either lying or you're telling the truth. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like it a lot too. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. So I've used that a time or two from Grandma Cindy. Well, I'm not lying. This is special. That's what, I, I didn't mind. think you were. Yeah, and and knowing and meeting your friends, I know you're not. Yeah. So, uh, so John, uh, let's just jump in. So one of the things that Brent and I, thank you for saying that. We do. We have a passion for music. Yeah. And I'm going to steal Brandon's question. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Oh, but when did you start your love of music? And how did it start? Well, um, you know, like most people, I was born at a young age. <laughs> and, uh, I like that. I can't. That's an old Groucho Marx. That is an old one. I'm dating myself a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, man, I, I honestly, my dad and mom have uh, cassette tapes of me and my sister singing in harmony when I was like two or three. Wow. Um, I've always, I've always loved singing love music i probably get it more from my mom my dad is a he was a, a farmer mm-hmm. uh in oklahoma hereditarily uh hard of hearing you know our uh, his side of the family when i ride in the car with my dad if i don't turn some music on there's no music on wow but my mom has music yeah. on all day every day yeah. and she loves music um 
And so I've just been, I mean, I think I did my first, you know, solo at church or whatever when I was seven or eight. Wow. And uh, okay. started playing in youth group band, um, you know, the the middle school, high school. Um, they, they needed an extra soprano. And so I started singing when I was in like sixth grade. Wow. Uh, my sister wasn't happy about that because she was a soprano too. So <laughs> like, is, yeah, but this is before on. puberty. It's yeah, okay. I was a yeah. soprano until I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I went straight to baritone. Yeah. So uh, it, I've just, I've always loved it. I, you know, I didn't really start playing guitar until college um, when I really, when I realized that if I want to play shows, I can either pay a guitar player mm -hmm or I can teach myself how to do this and yeah. save some money. Okay. So that was kind of part of it. Uh, and then writing songs, I, th I probably started really writing songs in junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. um, went through several iterations. You know, I I wanted to be um, you know, John, Mayer, yeah, okay. John Mayer, John <laughs> Mayer yeah. through most of college. Yeah. Um, I think all of us wanted to be John Mayer around that time, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I got to see him, uh, like right before everything really took off for him and, uh, and was just like, yeah, that's, I actually had kind of a, like a mental health episode in college because I, I was going to be a lawyer and I, you know, mm -hmm. was going to this, this school on the East coast and just started really having a freak out about like, well, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, I love this other thing, right? But I've made made my boasts about I'm going to be a lawyer. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of emotional immaturity at you know at that age. And and finally, after two different colleges and like seven years, um, I dropped out with about 20 hours left, mm -hmm. and just said, I'm just I'm. This isn't for me. Well, yeah. it's it's all all of this is always going to be there. Yeah. But if I don't do this and really make a go at it. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to live in, in regret. Nice. And, and so if I have to go back to school when I'm in my thirties and I gave my, you know, as 20 somethings do, I gave myself this by 32, if I'm not playing in arenas and I'm done. <laughs> and then like my 34th birthday, I was just like, what an idiot. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I'm not playing arenas, but I'm having yeah. a blast. Yeah. You don't, yeah. you realize you don't, you don't need arenas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I get to, you know, write with some of my best friends. Mm -hmm. I get to write with people that I, I idolize, you know, I get to write music with people that, um, are just bringing me up a level almost every time we get together. And, and so I, basically I, I write, um, you know, it's, it's my day job. So yeah. writing music is my cool day job. Gig. I know. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny. Always Nashville kind of shuts down from like, the week before Thanksgiving until the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had like a string of like starting the first of November, cancel, 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 mm. all these writing dates. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should just, I don't know, I'll just hang it up for the year. And then like the last three songs that I got um, in December um, were just like, I'm so glad. Awesome. You know, it's just, you get you get to have those moments and get to, um, writing a song is there's, there's not not many other things in life that I can equate it to, except maybe and this is going to sound really weird, but mowing your yard. Hmm. Okay. You Do start. Explain. You start with what you can envision being great looking, mm -hmm. or or something, or a job well done. Right. And the thing about songwriting is that even if you like over three hours and you you pop a song out and you love it, um, 
and there, there are times when you write a song and you get done. And, and at least for me, where it's just like, we got done. And I'm like, hey, I'm never playing this song. Like, yeah. this, is really, <laughs> this is kind of a trash song. Um, that has hop- happened less since I've gotten better. I think a lot of that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, just not being a good enough writer or communicator in those moments. But sometimes, you know, they're uh, one of the songs I'll play later. Um, I mean, it took us th- almost three months, wow. one, one day a week for like four hours at a time, uh, mm-hmm. eight different sessions. So two months um, to get it where we knew it was great. And John, what we do, you know, usually when we have these musicians come in, you know, we ask about that process, but before we get there, mm-hmm. I kind of want to back up a little bit. I know you do too. So you grew up in Oklahoma. Yeah. I, was I grew say, up in Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. So, I grew up well, in a little town, yeah, a little you town said, called St. Joseph. Okay. Okay. Where, where the Pony Express began and Jesse James ended. And that is legitimately the that's town motto. Crazy, that's, that's a crazy, that's the town motto. That's it. Like, so, oh man, it is <laughs> like, like so it is, but it's just growing up there. It's like, I was <laughs> telling somebody the other day, it's a town that wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a cockroach or a Twinkie, man. No, where, where is St. Joseph at? It's, it's outside. It's an hour of, north of Kansas City. So it's north of Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. And so you mentioned Oklahoma farmer. Yeah, that, I got that. My dad's from Guthrie. Okay. Which is right smack dab in the middle. It is. Um, he's born and raised there. And uh, and so I spent a ton of summers going down to the family farm, you mm-hmm. know, before my grandpa sold it uh, when he retired and um, ended up knowing, I mean, like how I met uh, our friend Kyle Carter is yep. um, I was going to play a show in Dallas with turnpike troubadours yep um and i stopped into yukon oklahoma on a monday night um just i you know i'm a full-time musician i got the yep. time um and uh one of the guys from cross canadian Raggedy, grady 66 grady grady cross opened up this bar mm-hmm. and i thought oh, I've, I've met grady a couple times i should i'll see if i can play go play there and i walk in and First of all, the thing you got to know about Oklahoma is they got the most messed up liquor laws. I mean, them in Kentucky, like, yeah. honestly, like they're the worst, which That's is so true. funny. Kentucky is like all the, the bourbon. Home of bourbon right. Yeah. But you can't buy it there. You got to. Yeah, right. um, so I walk in and I'm like, uh, I guess I'm having a beer because that's all they have there. Yeah, they can't. They, apparently, within like certain not anymore square footage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then. Uh, so anyway, I'm standing at the bar and I feel this kind of tap on my shoulder and I turn around and I look up and uh and this guy goes are you in am i am i in what ping pong tournament i was like oh dale yeah i am yeah, like yeah. come on and met kyle that night and uh became fast friends uh it, he used to host a sunday evening thing yep. uh at grady's called sunday night revival mm-hmm. and uh i would stay with him i we would go to Aishin's the next day and Damn just, right. you know, good chicken and, and I beer. Also, but I also had a lot of friends that went to Oklahoma state. And so I'd still water. Yep, and yep. Then, um, I haven't really played much in Tulsa, but my uh, Oklahoma kind of red dirt Americana roots yep. really kind of started there. So that's, that's where, what was your influence? Was that more of your influence do you think, or did you have an influence earlier that from like good Kansas question. city? Cause Kansas city is more of kind of a, uh, more of a blues, more jazz. of a jazz. Yeah. I, well, so my influences are, I, I used to describe my, my sound as kind of a country soul. Okay. And now I just say American music. Yeah. So I <laughs> no, am, I, get you. I, I yeah. am, you know, Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, but also Tom Petty. Steve John Earl, I think you're Steve. I was going to yeah. say Cam. I mean, yeah. so Steve there's Earl. a lot of 
older. I mean, the e, I mean, my mom is a huge Eagles fan. James Taylor is one of yeah, my yeah. biggest influences, especially at a younger age, you know, yeah. when I was really starting to write uh, my own stuff in college. So the, the thing that I loved about the red dirt scene, especially, and, and I know we're in Texas and God bless Texas, but I, uh, I always felt like the, you know, I remember the first time I saw John Fulbright play at the deli in Norman, Oklahoma on a yep. Monday night. And it's yep. just like yep. that. I mean, there's a reason his first record ever was Grammy nominated. Yeah. You know, that, that is pure that talent. Mm -hmm. And, and then you got John Moreland and you got, um, but then, you know, I also, there's just wow, so a very unique, lean in on the Oklahoma. Yeah. City, yeah. A, a very unique Oki. Yep. I mean, Jason Boland, even though I don't play country music, the same style of country music that he does. Yeah. Still one of my favorite songwriters. Yeah. Well, I love how country music can be, almost anything and everything mm -hmm. true you know? especially now and yeah. and i used to go watch uh jack all the time ingram yeah and and that was one thing you know he always would say in every show he's like my name is jack ingram and i play country music yeah and like half the shit he plays doesn't sound like country music i know right but <laughs> it, but it's country music you yeah. know and that's and and so you know because country music's more about the story about the feel than it is a sound yeah i feel like the one of the things you know living in nashville especially mm. um Nashville really create, there's an old story from the, from the fifties about the Nashville sound. You've heard that phrase. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this, uh, journalist was asking a, a session musician, well, what is the Nashville sound? And he put his hand in his pocket and shuffled his change around. He goes, that's the Nashville sound. <laughs> that's true. And, and so Nashville's always going to be kind of what the trends are, what, and so as pop music starts to meld with everything else these days, the top 40 stuff was always going to kind of sound like that. But then now the pendulum's starting to swing a little bit with Luke Combs and Haley Witters and. Well, uh, and more and more like there's. Yeah. So speaking of Luke Combs, I'm yeah. wearing my, my shirt. So Morgan's my girl. Yeah. And uh, she's going to be at Mile Zero Fest mm -hmm. probably for the last year. Uh, she's opening up for Luke Combs now. Yeah. Like stadiums. Yep. And I remember seeing this little tattooed, amazing artist. Yeah. And now. But will she change her style? Her I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so because that's yeah. the beautiful, like you said, the beautiful thing about country music. For me, country music is is based in reality. Sure. So it can be a longing for what's not reality, mm -hmm. but most of what I what I consider real cl classic country themes are loss mm -hmm. and heartbreak, mm -hmm. but also hard work and contentment and, blue collar and, it's blue collar yeah. yeah 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 and 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 i think that that's something that you can honestly look at and go no other genre i mean yeah. it, as much as i and i love jazz music well i was gonna say blues um, kind of hits on that yeah blues does too but right. but anymore because of the electric guitar it's become uh -huh. more so about the the rock and roll side of blues yeah whereas Country which I can, dig, which I yeah. dig. I well, dig. And I mean, I mean they're in, you know, Kansas City's got some great, you got yes, Smith the do. Fish, you got Brandon Miller, mm -hmm. um, you got Danielle Nicole, you've got some great up and comers in the blues scene coming out of Kansas City, but but the the themes of country music to me are, are still what draw me in. And I've, I've got some of my best friends in Nashville that do a thing. If you guys are ever in Nashville, come on a Sunday and Monday. Okay. A, because you don't have to deal with all the tourist bullshit. 
Wait, wait, um, wait. They have bachelorette parties there. I heard it was the number one destination. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. So what night did they go there? Uh, Friday and Saturday. So Dan, we'll go weekend. We'll yeah, and then we'll stay over. We'll stay Sunday and Monday. stay over. Yeah. You'll feed You'll feed your eyes on Friday and Saturday. You'll feed your soul on Sunday and Monday. I plan on there feeding something else, but I mean, <laughs> so my, eyes and soul, that's great, right? Handsome <laughs> Dan, help feed me out here. Pants. Gotta feed um, the loins. <laughs> you know what loins means? You're, you're mispronouncing okay. lions, I think. Oh, Who are we feeding the loins to? The bachelorette parties. The bachelor, the, yeah, I didn't say bachelor party. No, I know. Calm down. <laughs> they probably have that too. Oh yeah. If, if you know whatever floats. Oh, I, I've stepped so, with friends so from Kansas yeah. City. So, so you know, Nashville. Hold on. So where? Do so, well, they, they just yeah. these guys play. I mean, first of all, they're in their mid twenties. Wow. And they are playing. You know, like George uh, Jones. They're oh yeah, old. like George Jones, Hank Jr. There we go. Waylon awesome. Jennings. There you go. Um, Merle Haggard. I mean, my friend Sam Banks, um, one of the best singer songwriters I've ever known in my life, um, is 26, 27. Wow. And uh, he's already got a Craig Morgan cut. He's gonna be having a lot, a lot of other cuts coming up too in the next couple of years. But that guy knows every. I mean, old school every Merle Haggard song pretty much ever recorded you could be like hey what about a uh, you know something yada 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 some b-side off of you know like a mid-70s cut and he's like yeah okay and he'll just start playing it and oh wow like, it just I it's mean it's amazing awesome yeah death. yeah yeah and then and then other guys that, that are just um you know so where do y'all play at on sunday money is so the local the, oh, local the local okay the local is a, is a is a bar and grill but okay. they do the three-hour shows the four-hour okay. shows but it's kind of off the beaten broadway path yeah i tell everybody if you've never been in nashville spend a night on broadway sure and Get then i'll tell and then i'll tell you where to go yeah if you want to listen to great country yep. music yeah um you know you go north of the opry mm -hmm. complex uh to a scoreboard and music city there i mean you gotta like, hit the rhyme and you wednesday, gotta hit yeah the, you gotta when, hit the wednesday road. night at music city the music city playboys play from 6 to 10 p.m no. and it is merle haggard's drummer keith whitley's keys player Jeez. uh alan jackson's pedal steel player um oh wow like just yeah and literally not an ipad on a stage Awesome. No notes, no nothing. Yeah. Four hours of just request after request. If it's from 1950 to 1985, they know it. Yeah. Hell, they probably played on it. You know, <laughs> it's just awesome. It's just the coolest thing. And to see that kind of talent. <laughs> and so coming from Kansas City and, yeah. and knowing where I where I how I wanted to get better, it's the best down awesome. there. You know, my mom just moved to Nashville a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's uh, Franklin. Yeah. And it's breaking my heart because they're the number one. They were the number one like help for the kids, mm -hmm. and now they're not here. But huge move for them, and they they love it uh, because kids? Uh, eleven and seven. So the eleven year old can help the seven year old on the plane, and you can ship them off. To That's what's gonna happen. We're yeah. that we're planning spring break right now. <laughs> I love exactly. This. And my seven-year-old actually will make sure the eleven-year-old gets there. If I'd ever, uh, if I'd, if I'd ever yeah. met any of my kids, that's exactly what. Yeah. <laughs> but they have like their church, like one of their local churches. Just every week on Thursday night or whatever it is, they have like the local musician, like whatever, and the, and they have people come in, and they, mm -hmm. you know, there's just so much support. And it reminds me a lot of Austin because Austin's yeah. such yeah. a good music town, right. and you can go see so many different people mm -hmm. at any any time, but go into there's this idea and maybe as a music consumer or as a fan of country music um 
you kind of see it more, but it seems like there's this, we have the Oklahoma red dirt, we have the Texas country, Mm -hmm. and then we have the Nashville. And it seems like the consumers of music tend to gravitate one way or another. And maybe it's just pride. I'm a Texan, so I love Texas music Mm -hmm. and I love all of it, Yeah, but there is that feel. And then the second anybody moves to Nashville, it's like, oh, you fucking sell out, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's so... Oh, you felt, I know. I'm not going to. So I can jump on this. Too, I'm going to, I'm going to try and stay like Switzerland here okay. because I have friends on both sides. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of mile zero since day one. Yep. Um, I mean, shit, I was the second person Kyle told, mm-hmm. I have this idea. Yeah. And I was like, what do you need help with? I'm mm-hmm. the one who introduced him to Jeremy Dixon yep. production yep. That, that does all the production for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because with I my was friends, in the same boat. yeah, yes, with my so. with my friends, yep. like, how can I help? What yeah. can I do? Um, and so, having come from Kansas City and played, I mean, I had a. We'll get this out of the way because I'm sure somebody's going to bring it up at some point in time. But my my first country band that I was in, we were called Shooting Blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. <laughs> now, I, I'm familiar with that. Now, the the uh, <laughs> the best part is is that the best part is is that we. We weren't, it was, it was very tongue in cheek because our bass player ruined it by having a kid. Damn it. Um, How ironic. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> bass players, what are you going to do? Uh, but I mean, I used, to, I used to play Oklahoma and Texas and do the whole yep. thing. And I've met some incredible singer songwriters and some incredible artists and musicians. Um, one of my best friends from Texas originally, Cody Angel, mm-hmm. you know, got his start playing with Jason Boland, mm-hmm. um, has played with just about everybody now. Cody moved to Nashville about a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. He moved during COVID? His first, yeah. His okay. first gig in Nashville was with Josh Turner. Nice. He went from playing with Jason Boland. To Josh Turner. To Josh Turner. Country Music Hall of Fame. Yep. First ballot, you yeah, know. Yeah. And because he's talented, because he's really good. But he and I both, as I'm going to try and stay neutral here, as a consumer, I understand what you're saying. As a musician and as a songwriter... A lot of consumers in Texas go screw Nashville. Yeah. Yep. And and the business, but the business in Nashville goes, Texas who? Yeah. So I think there is you know, a, and I agree with you. Yeah. I think there's such a, a line there. Um, one of my goals for this podcast uh, with Brandon is to promote these people that not too many people know about, right? Yeah. Like my buddy Jack. Right? Yeah. Like you, I want to get yeah. you out there. And the goal is not for us to go Nashville versus the red dirt yeah. scene. It's to say, listen, there's so much good stuff going and on. And that's, that's what we say. And if we would just recognize it. But here's the issue. There's so many loyal fans to red dirt. Yeah, I know. And you would be silly. There, There's a reason Randy Rogers, and I'll say this on camera, will sell out every night all he ever wants to, all through Texas, Oklahoma, a little bit of Louisiana, Arkansas, that. Mm-hmm. He'll sell out Mile Zero, he'll do these festivals. There's a reason Mark Broussard could go to New York and California and sell mm-hmm. out. And overseas. And overseas. Yeah, and yeah. Randy, but Randy does well. His family yeah. does well. But he doesn't have to. This is the Wade Bowen and I have had this conversation. Yeah. Because when he comes up, when when I was still living in Kansas City, he would come up to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He'd play for three, four hundred people. Yeah. I would be the opener yep. and have half the crowd there to yep. see me. Yep. And I'm going. It's strange. How much are you getting paid tonight? He's like, doesn't matter. Yep. And I'm like, must be nice you know like i'm I'm always worried about what i'm getting paid yeah and and he was like i can and and he very graciously told me what he makes yeah and i was like 
yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, and, and as somebody who, you know, put that, that, that deadline on, if I'm not selling out arenas, right. man, I, my goals have changed in the sense that I know I how much I would in, like to make a year. You know, I want to jump into that. But, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm content in a more blue collar role, well, even as a musician. Well, than I used then, to then let me, yeah. let, let me yeah. jump forward. So, uh, last year, mile zero fest, Kyle Carter, the person he's talking about my best friend growing up and we're really close, put on this festival. Well, last year it got pushed back because of COVID. So they ended up having it instead of January, they ended up having it in end of April into May. And we do this thing. I've said this on the podcast for where we invite people to our house, these singer songwriters, and it's the greatest show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know going to mile zero is important, but man, this is one-on-one and you came in and like you have before, and you told this amazing story of what COVID taught you. And it touched me and my father so much. Like, uh, I think we even videoed what, you know, kind of a talk up, but you were just like, man, can you share with our audience what you shared that day and what COVID taught you? about what's uh, dude it was yeah. so powerful i'm getting chill like it was so powerful so i'm a my nature is pretty blue collar my dad's former farmer pastor now my mom is an educator um i grew up in a blue collar town mm-hmm. my identity has always somewhat been wrapped up in being a hard worker and one of the big things that COVID taught me is that, because I it starts and I'm sitting there going, I just lost $60,000 this year mm-hmm. and I have no income. I guess I'm just going to go work at Amazon and this is what I'm going to do. And I'll, we, in, in my group of friends, uh, remember that scene in Anchorman where you eat that cat poop. You eat, you eat that, that what you say about my city. We always, when it comes to like having to do like the shit job, we'll go, I'll eat the cat poop. Yeah. So in 2020, I'm like, I'll just eat the cat poop and go get a nine to five. Then I talked to one of my best friends, um, Dustin Ransom, who is mm-hmm. one of the most incredible musicians you're ever going to meet anywhere in any city all over the world. And, uh, and he said, I think you need to challenge your value and challenge the way you perceive yourself. Mm-hmm. Because what you have to offer as a songwriter and as a and as a singer and as an entertainer holds more value than you going and putting food on your table. Yep. And I'm like, but if I'm not eating, and he was <laughs> like, I think you'll be surprised. Yep. And I had, I was doing live shows, and I hate doing Instagram shows and Facebook shows because I love interacting. Yep. And when I'm, it's, it's funny. I, I, I watch content creators and people like that do these things where it's like, they're interacting with everybody on the screen and, mm-hmm. and talking. And I love what John Mayer does with, with, yeah. you know, current mood and some of these different things. Um, I just can't do that. I can't stare at the screen and see everyone. So I, I, I would do these live streams and I would get done and I would just be incredibly defeated. Like, ah, I'm sure I missed somebody popping in yeah. and not saying hi. And i and so I would do the whole Venmo and PayPal and hey, if you're if you're feeling generous, if you if you're able to, and I would wait until the next morning, just because I wanted to remove myself from the disappointment of my performance and all that kind of stuff. And every week I would just be humbled and blown away by people's generosity. And one of my one of my best friends from college, a couple different times, just popped in and donated ungodly amounts of money and I'm going stop it 
And he mm-hmm. goes, I'm still working mm-hmm. and I'm doing just yeah. fine. Yeah. And I was like, well, then let me play, tell me some favorite songs. I don't <laughs> care. I, don't I love, care. I love what you do. Yeah. I want you to know. Play a little pink houses for 500. Yeah. And, 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 and those are the kind <laughs> of, I, my, my gratitude, it, it rebirthed me with music. Mm-hmm. Um, because now every, it's almost like, you know, people that have near death experiences and mm-hmm. it's like, or you beat cancer and it's like every day is a gift and you hear that phrase and I, every gig is a gift now. And yeah. it's just like, I am, I'm just beyond humbled. Yeah. We've kind of, we've talked about this, you know, a few times and I hate getting on the the whole COVID soapbox, but these restrictions and lockdowns and quarantines and whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. didn't affect the software engineers that mm-hmm. are working from home on their computer, the the stay at home moms that can afford to have the kids home and homeschool them, mm-hmm. um, the white collar, you know, workers. Um, it was the people who, you know, yeah, the, it's it's the people who have to work, have can't and, and need their kids in school because they're single moms and have mm-hmm. three kids at three different schools and mm-hmm. can't stay home and teach them because they have an essential job. Yeah. Um, and and the musicians and the bars and the mm-hmm. the, the food industry, the Santa restaurant Cruz, industry, the, yeah, um, lighting, and the tourism staging. industry. And so if you're mm-hmm. anywhere, you know, and that's been just the backwards, uh, the backwards thing about this. And nobody's, you know, it's almost as if. And so that was really frustrating for me to see. It was frustrating for me to see. It was frustrating for me when when I was told, you know, that my business couldn't. Yeah. And I think I provide a pretty damn essential service, but we were told we couldn't do business wow. for a couple months. Yeah. Um, you know, or or we can only do it if it was an emergency, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it was frustrating for me as a consumer and a lover of music. Yeah. Where I'm going to shows every week. Yep. I'm going to see a yeah. show somewhere. And I remember we saw Chris Knight. You know Chris Knight? I love Chris Knight. <laughs> I got it. Chris Knight. We, Megan and I saw Chris Knight the day before everything shut down. And so I, I saw Mark Broussard like a couple weeks and then mm-hmm. Chris Knight the day before. And um, and then it's like, really? Is this it? I can't go see music anymore? Yeah. I can't go sit in a restaurant anymore? And so anyways, I, I'll get off that. Well, I think for one of the things that gets pulled away from here is is your humility. and And I think, John one of the things that I grasp is just like Brandon uh, music feeds me yeah. just like your best friend from college. Yeah. Um, live music feeds me. Yeah. I have to see live music. I, it, it's something that I need. And even during COVID I cheated a lot. I mm-hmm. have friends who play music and I would have them over or I would go to their yeah. house. Um, but your gift um, is so essential to us to, yeah. Even though, and, and I'll speak for me, not Brandon, I can't sing, I can't play an instrument. I'm a consumer. I like that you say that. I am. Yeah. I'm, I love just being around. And, and we have this platform, I think selfishly, so we yeah. can yeah. have one. <laughs> hey, honestly. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think it just speaks to who you are and who I've gotten to know. And I think this is a perfect time for Handsome Dan to hand you your guitar. Okay. And uh, play us a song, brother. Yeah. And we keep the mics open right now, um, so you can talk it up. Um, you said that you wanted to play. So yeah. I'm gonna Let's get, uh, well Dan, you mind giving him some more tequila, please? Yeah, yeah, Thank absolutely. you. I, uh... <coughs> he'll, he'll get you all set up, man. He will. We're in no rush. We taped this, so... We're... 
Dan always feels rushed. I tell him, don't feel rushed. Yeah, sorry, feel we got rushed. time. Hurry, Dan. Hurry, Dan. Uh, why, why are you going so slow? So, actually, I do need my capo. So, in that okay. little... He knows. Uh, he knows. I'll probably do this, like, kind of here. This is going to end up... Okay. Uh, yeah, in the little section there. Hey, it's next that to that uh, big black... Uh... <laughs> my Theragun? Yeah. The <laughs> is Theragun. that what we're calling it? <laughs> the double-sided Theragun. <laughs> 12 inches long. <laughs> How was that getting that through uh, TSA today? Uh, you know, Nashville that TSA is black like guy. just, <laughs> they've seen it all. It's a town full of musicians and degenerates, yeah. you know, bachelorette parties coming mm -hmm, in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like awkward if you don't have a double-sided dildo when you travel. <laughs> Wait, what are you guys talking about? TSA. Um, so when, when a man and a woman love each other very much. Yes. Sorry. When a man needs to prove to a woman. <laughs> so I wrote this song. Um, was this a COVID song? You said about a year ago, right? Well, no, I released it uh, in April of this okay. last year, but I guess it was a COVID song. So I, when I, you know, was had that kind of forced hiatus from getting to play shows and travel and, and do my what I, the part of my job that I have always, I've always loved performing. Um, but COVID, one of the things that COVID also taught me is uh, to really dive into songwriting and, and love it. And uh, I'm, I'm very blessed that one of my best friends in Nashville is a singer songwriter named Dave Pahanish. And Dave, um, he's an accomplished songwriter. Um, he's four number one hits. Um, and we we work really well together we are both super weird about movies and and just i mean i think twice a year we watch young frankenstein together and just laugh our heads off um and uh and dave and i were kind of talking um i had this idea that we basically scrapped and uh and then he started talking to me about how he met his wife and uh we wrote this song called shine on and uh I released it last year. You can find it on streaming platforms and nice. all those kind of things. Uh, so here we go. Thank you. Daddy's little darling with a diamond sparkle in her eyes. A passionate girl out to set the whole world on fire. Somebody came and put out the flame and left you standing Alone in the dark without a spark to light your way So you drifted along with a sad song playing in your head In places with faces you thought you'd never be caught dead Dry your eyes, the rain outside's unfalling the sun's peeking out from the clouds, it's a brand new day. And hey, I know you've been through some hard times. The light in your heart still glows in the dark, but girl, it used to burn so bright. Close your eyes, everything's alright. Somewhere in the deep, dark night, you're shining like a brand new dime. 
Yeah, I want to see you shine on. Well, lightning flashed and thunder crashed when I first saw you. Hiding neath the shadow of a blue moon neon sign. I caught your eye for a moment in time, we both lit up. Like fireworks bursting on the 4th of July. And hey, I know you've been through some hard times. The light in your heart still glows in the dark. But girl, it used to burn so bright. Close your eyes, everything's alright. Somewhere in the deep dark night, you're shining like a brand new diamond. Oh, yeah, I wanna see you shine on. And hey, how do you been through some real hard times? The light in your heart still glows in the dark Well, girl, it used to burn so bright Close your eyes, everything's alright Somewhere in the deep, dark night You're shining like a brand new dime Oh, I wanna see you shine on Yeah, I wanna see you shine on. Dang, yes. Love it. Thank you. Oh, Goolsby, Goolsby. I'll just leave that right there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's good right there. I'm not a. Uh... Uh, what are we doing here? Across the streams. There we go. We got it now. What? What are you going to say? I'm not a what? I'm not a stream crosser. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that's beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I love that song. And, you know, even more so than like what I love about writing with Dave is a lot of times we end up writing songs that are, even though they could be specific, um, they're just the themes. He's really great at finding themes and finding um, things that we wrote. A, we wrote a song with a, one of my roommates um, during kind of during that time mm -hmm. that another friend of ours is going to cut and uh, release this next year. And it was just like a joke that started, you know, like right. he, he had this, just had this idea and he plays it and like an hour later we're done. And it's like, <laughs> well, all right. And I guess that, that well, worked out well. <laughs> that's one of the things. So one of the things we like to ask the artists who come on here, John, is we say, man, what is your writing process? Like, is it an idea? Do you wake up with something and go, man, I got to write it down. Is it scheduled? It's are all you of those a yellow things. notebook guy? Are you, do you use the iPhone? Like how, what, what's your process? So I, for me, uh, I would say 90% of it, I'm a lyrical guy. Yeah. So, um, I've always been, you know, just the idea of connecting, uh, via lyrics has always been something that, that for me is, is pretty essential for okay. as a, as a consumer as well as a creator. Yeah. Right. Um, 
And so I always have, you know, sometimes it's like a, a conversation where, uh, like I, I wrote, uh, one of the last songs I wrote this year, um, with my friend, Dustin Christensen, um, who you guys might know as dusty summer wind mm -mm. I would know parked that, out man. by the lake. Do you remember that song? Mm -mm. Oh, you guys got. Oh, we'll How's it to that go? Later. Real quick, just real quick. Well, I'm parked out by the lake, 80 miles from Santa Fe. It's a lake that I'm parked down. It's just outside of Santa Fe. It's literally the, that's the entire lyrics to the song. He wrote it as kind of like how Nashville country can kind of be this like, yeah. <laughs> who cares the lyrics to drivel? Just listen to this beat, listen to the music, listen <laughs> right. to the melody, and uh, it's got like millions of <laughs> millions of streams, <laughs> tens of millions of streams. And uh, he wrote it as a joke, and I love it. Uh, but awesome. but I was I was uh, hanging out with some friends and uh, back home uh, this past summer, and somebody said, uh, "Well, you know, you know Daryl, he's small town famous." And I was like, "Okay, I'll write that one in there yeah. and yeah. save that." Yeah. And I, so I went to Dustin. And I was like, "What about what about this idea?" And it's very Mellencamp esque and and pretty fun. And uh, but you know, sometimes it'll just be something over here. My favorite thing is especially when writing. Um, like Dave is kind of a mumbler mm -hmm. and I'm kind of hard of hearing. And so sometimes he'll mumble. <laughs> I'm like, did you say this? And he was like, I did now. Like, yeah. that's great. Let's you mean like that. all nineties music that <laughs> yeah, I right, still right. am realizing <laughs> what the lyrics were yeah. to Jeremy. Okay. Well, or even, you know, yeah. the fact that, uh, semi charm kind of life is yes. about, about the old, uh, chasing the dragon. Yes. Mess, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. some, not some light. Kind I know, of, and here we are. Do do do. Yeah, do, but that, do, see, that's the thing. Do, that's, do, do. I love Paul McCartney because Paul McCartney writes the saddest bastard songs, <laughs> but they're kind of peppy and fun. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, this is about depression. Like yeah. this is crazy. Um, so like, yes, it's scheduled. I I try okay. to write five days a week. Wow. Um, I try to schedule it. I and am. You're like, I am not a solo writer. Okay. So you got to bounce. <sighs> well, I can, but I have found that even if I write something, so one of the other songs I'll play, I wrote about two thirds of it by myself. And I was just kind of frustrated with where it was. And mm -hmm. I, just, I feel I'm like, hey, something's missing here. So I took it to Dave and, and you know, within an hour or so, it's like, change this, do this, do this. And I just, I enjoy the collaborative process of songwriting, it's, for you know, sure. Ben, ben Brock said the same thing. He, he likes to bring it to a certain space, and then it's almost like an affirmation or an accountability. Like, yeah. what do you think of this? Yeah. Where could it is go? Is this shit and, or is this good? Like, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan. So when when I first moved to Nashville, or first started coming to Nashville in 2013, mm -hmm. uh, one of my songwriting heroes, and, and very grateful to call him one of my best friends, he actually moved to Austin a couple years ago. I think we're going to hang out uh, tomorrow. And uh, he was playing in Kansas City. I was opening up, and I had just written a bunch of new songs. And I was super proud of them. And so I said, and Andy, I know you didn't say this, but this is what I heard. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a no bullshitter guy. That's like, awesome. tell me how you think, right. what you feel. Right. I don't want you to say, yeah, that's great. And then I find out later you told somebody it was shit. Like, yeah, I yeah. just be honest. Honesty for me is, that's just my personality. Right. And so I came to Andy. I was like, what'd you think? And he goes, you cover up mediocre songwriting with great vocals. Whoa. And I was like, whoa. How do I get better at writing songs? He's there like, come go. to Nashville. Yeah, nice. And so within six months, once a, once a month for a week, he and I would write. And that's how I got my first record. You cover you know, up mediocre songwriting with great vocals. Great. Wow. And I still do, but the songs have gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, did you change? Uh, well, you that's go. the thing. The collaborative process really showed me, I just got around really good songwriters. And wow, so the, so the big, kind of feel the yeah, it's, yeah, it's learning, you know, it's like you said, it, at some point in time, music can be a gift 
but it's also a muscle. Nice. You know, it, there you talk about, you know, some of the great writers uh, of, of the 20th century, and they would talk about, I write every day. Right. I, it, I might throw it away afterwards, mm -hmm. but it's, it is a, just like keeping in shape mm -hmm. with your physical body, keeping mm -hmm. your mind in shape and keeping in, in a lot of songwriting is that kind of it's themes and it's, right. um, you know, it's, it's truths and, and lies and how do you weave those together to make something, you know, that you're proud of. And that's the other thing about songwriting. I've come to the conclusion, having written with some top 40 artists and mm -hmm. some great songwriters that have massive hits. I am less interested in writing a hit song and more interested in writing the best song I've ever written. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And Kaylee and I've talked about that. Yeah. And, and I, I just wrote with a, an old friend a couple of days ago, we started one, um, that, and he, he's more of a, a top 40 guy. Right. Um, and I just was like, what? Okay. How about this? He was like, Oh, I love that. That's, that's some real life kind of stuff. Right. I was just talking about a boy girl song. That's yeah. stupid, you know? So you've come to the realization that it's, it's the best song. You don't need necessarily the arenas. Where do you think your goals are at now for your music? I mean, what, what kind of ideas do you have for where you want to be with your music? Do you have a that's list a of question, people, bro. you know, that you still haven't written with that you want to write with? I mean, that, yeah, there are, well, it's funny. There, there are a couple people that I wrote with when I first started going to Nashville that have now way past me. Um, and I can't write with them anymore. I would love to write with a couple of those guys again. Um, and that's kind of one of those things where as I keep progressing, um, you know, there, there are people that I, that I want to write with that I haven't yet. I mean, but even in the last year, I mean, I've known Adam hood for a decade and it took COVID for me to work up the grapes to say, can we write sometime? And awesome. he literally told me, I've been wondering when you were going to ask me. Wow. <laughs> and I, that in my life, that is one thing when it comes to that, I will probably wait too long to ask for a favor. Yeah. Um, or what I see as a favor. Adam has told me repeatedly, it is not a favor to write songs with you. Right. Yeah. I enjoy it. We get good songs. So Take who's who's there. next? Who are you working up the grapes to ask next? Uh, well, I, Brent Cobb already cancels on me. Um, oh, put dick. that out there, Brent. What a dick. <laughs> uh, no, he, he had some studio stuff that came up. Um, honestly, Sean McConnell, um, we, we kind of know each other, just hasn't worked out yet. Um, <laughs> Matthew Allard. I would say, yes, uh, I would say I would love to write with Radney Foster. Oh, cool. um, he's somebody that, what a legend. Uh, yeah. Come on. Um, even with the new hair and wow. then, <laughs> sorry. And then, uh, I, I think part of it, it's kind of weird, you know, not really being a fan of the Morgan Wallen, uh, yeah, that, that scene, that scene, right. Um, he puts out some good songs. Man. Well, uh, who's the blonde haired guy? Uh, that does the, uh, they just did flower shop. Otis or whatever. Yeah. Hey, you with the hair. Uh, no, he has, uh, yeah. Flat, but it's like, I've heard flower shop and Ernest Ernest. And he's yeah. got a hell of a podcast, by the yeah. way. I'll even promote his podcast. It's awesome. Well, I saw him at the Ryman this last yeah. summer Yeah, and I Ernest. was just like, he was a rapper. Oh yeah. Live, dude. He's amazing. Live, like just him on acoustic guitar. Yep. And he's I was like, amazing. I, I Amazing. can get into this. Like, this yeah. is great. Part of Nashville that really I struggle with is the production. Yep. Um, I'm such a fan of older music that I feel like a lot of what happens is it just ends up being 
kind of glossy and sheeny, mm -hmm. which makes me question its authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, but, and then I would, I mean, Wade Bowen is somebody that I, I pitched him a couple songs last year for his new project. Uh, That's good. Pete. He didn't, he didn't pick any of them, right. but he was gracious enough to shoot me a text and go, I you love these songs. Yeah. Keep it up. You yeah. know, you know, I, I, this is, and, and there's consistencies in every business, I think. And this is uh, just like our business. I think when we're working with physicians and patients and, and this kind of stuff. And then I'm sure in the music industry, it's the persistence that pays off. Yeah. Would you say that? I yeah. Mean, well, in, in Nashville, they don't call it a 10 year town because it takes 10 years to make it. It takes 10 years for people to remember your fucking name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like Andy used to say, like you get your unofficial Nashville 10 year badge and people start to remember, Oh yeah, that's Coolsby. And fortunately for me, I didn't tell anybody that I didn't live there when I started going there eight years ago. <laughs> so I, I literally have people that, you know, now I, when they ask me, where are you at? Oh, I'm in East, you know, we're just off mm -hmm. Gallatin. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. But eight years ago, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of crashing at a buddy's house right now in between. And I just, I basically lied through my teeth, but I just, I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> and so I, I think I've been able to build a little bit of kind of skip some of that, you yeah. know, um, but I, I actually want to turn the tables on you guys for a second Let's do it. so that we can talk about some sleep stuff. I was getting ready I have a to ton of questions. Right. Okay. Come on. Um, you're with this. I guy. don't have any answers. Oh, boy. I think does. you're the first guest to ever have questions. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Mark really? had some very Mark did, interesting Mark had a great questions. question yeah. right at the end. Oh, yeah. I, I want to hear uh, all what, about the that. The simulation? We're in a matrix? Uh, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're not going there. Are you going no, there? I don't. Okay. Here's my, here's my theory on all of that. It's the same thing I tell people growing up as a pastor's son, went okay. to a Christian school. Right. People ask me, is the story of creation true or not? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. I wasn't there. I can't prove it either way. There you go. I cannot prove that we're in a simulation. I cannot prove oh, that the man. matrix is real. Oh, so man. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Like I, it is not I'm on my, I, it is I not on the moment. I'm yeah. not, I'm not operating and devoting brain power or emotional anxiety <laughs> to either one of those ideas. All right, what questions so, you got for us? Let's do this. So when it comes to healthy sleep habits, yes. I know that consistency is key. Yep. It, should I be really active? So like I use an app that monitors my sleep, that monitors, you know, through my watch monitors, yeah. heartbeat and stuff like that. What other things can I actively be doing to... I mean, and for instance, I know eating or drinking right before you go to bed yeah. is going to affect you. Hold on, you. we're going to bring Charlotte in here. Charlotte. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, we just had his daughter on the podcast. and The seven-year-old. <laughs> That's awesome. His seven-year-old. She let us know how to sleep right. Go ahead, sir. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, the, the, the biggest thing for you guys uh, and you guys being um, mus musicians mm -hmm. um, is the shift work. Mm -hmm. You know, shift work is a motherfucker. We see the, yeah. you know, uh, the, the 24 hour shifts, the hospital shifts for doctors and nurses, mm -hmm. uh, the people who work at hotels at night that, you know, anybody who's working late or overnight, it just completely throws off that whole circadian rhythm. So my natural, my natural circadian rhythm is about 2am to 9am. Perfect. That's great. So that's seven hours. If I have to stay up. Or on a random I, night, on a random night, I will just force myself to sleep late. Yeah. And if you can do that, yeah, I think it's, well, I'm a big fan of blackout curtains. Well, yeah. Huge fan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love I, that band. They uh, had that hit in the eighties, the right? Yeah. They opened up it's for Metallica. Called, yeah. 
Blackout peek, curtains? Peek behind the curtain. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> hey, can you can you pull that closer to you? I, just a little bit, yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. Um, I should know this. I'm a musician. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> so the the key is yes, if you can get seven hours of good quality sleep, mm-hmm. meaning if your circadian rhythm takes you after the sun comes up, having mm-hmm. the blackout curtains, making sure it's still quiet, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know, my problem is if I stay up late, I'm I'm still getting up. Me too. Early. Yeah. You know, I just, I naturally wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Uh, so um, if you can get consistently, you know, the seven hours, seven and a half hours, you're probably doing pretty good. Um, obviously, the more you can wind down and have like a routine before bedtime, mm-hmm. the better off you're going to be. So in terms of falling asleep, do you have trouble falling asleep when oh, it's yeah. time to sleep? Every night. Yeah. Mm. And that doesn't, that can be because I was out playing a show or I'm just, when I start to close my eyes, song ideas and mm-hmm. what I, especially goes. like for, so, uh, Wednesday night, I had a writing session Thursday with a friend of mine, but it's first time we were writing together and I wasn't anxious in the sense. It was just like, I started going over my head, like, okay, what are some song ideas that I know he's going to really dig? And I, yeah. and the next thing I know, it's two hours later. And I'm like, shit. Well, but see, that's what anxiety and anxiousness does is you're up and you're thinking about the next day. You're thinking mm-hmm. about the next week. You're thinking about so how do I shut that all off? the things. Well, that's that's the hard part. So yeah. meditation okay. is, is good. Um, we talked about breathing mm-hmm. with Charlotte. We talked about mm-hmm. focusing on your breath and breathing. You know, I'm always what I found works for me is because I got a shit ton of stuff going on. I mean, yeah. I just have a million things between all the businesses, the kids, mm-hmm. the travel, the family, the girl. She does exist. Yeah, um, right. And um, <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> um, and uh, so, you know, when I go to bed every night, I look at my calendar for the next day. And I'm like, okay, here's what I got to do tomorrow. So now I know I've got mm-hmm. a, I've got a preview of what I need to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then on my nightstand is a, is a notepad. And if there's anything in my head at all about, you know, what's bothering me, an idea, a business idea, someone I need to call. Mm-hmm. Like last night it was like, oh, I need to get this for the hamburgers. Like, don't forget tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just write it down. You know, I just like jot it down. Yeah. Um, and I feel like for me, that's a physical way of clearing my mind. It's, it's almost like, yeah, releasing it. I'm, I'm Once I've yeah. written it down, I don't have to worry about it anymore because I wrote it down. It's interesting. I I am a big fan because even though I use my phone to write, I am a, if I write something down, that's how I got through college. I took great yep. notes and I never really had to study yeah. because once I hear it and I write it yeah. down, it's there. So John, I travel probably yeah. more than most musicians uh-huh. and it's about consistency. So as silly as this sounds, um, I sleep with the same blanket, the same head pillow, the same heating pad, the same, everything, the same, uh, the, we're the same thing to sleep. Mm-hmm. Not being funny. Yeah. Every night it's consistent. So there could be some later nights where I'm taking customers out. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to music. But like Brandon, I get up 4 a.m. every morning, no matter what. I know. Trust me. But it's about that consistent pattern to my body knows. It's almost trained where I have this blanket that I lay down and a blanket that I sleep under. Mm -hmm. And I take it with me everywhere. Same head pillow, same. That once I get in those clothes, it's almost, I've conditioned myself. Almost like Pavlov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very Pavlov. And that has helped me go right to sleep. Um, you have an app and I think that is great. It's how you're using that. Mm-hmm. Brandon, uh, told, uh, gave some advice on one of our podcasts. That was awesome. That's just a gauge. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. just, so you're checking in. Yeah. And it's important that you're checking yeah. in because you yeah. care about your sleep, yep. but don't make that everything because then that'll get in your yeah. head. You're worried about You'll wake up that morning and go, well, I didn't yeah. sleep. Yeah. Perfect. Well, like I'm, I'm, I'm notorious for not charging my my watch mm -hmm. okay. and that's what tracks my so like there are nights when it doesn't track my yeah my uh my heart rate and, my, and stuff like that and, and, and i'm not i don't i wouldn't say that i'm married and my to final it. thing that i will say because uh -huh. you've known me a long time mm -hmm. is fitness you've yeah. got yeah. to do something during the day yeah when yeah, yeah. i'm i'm a big believer okay and i, I just am I'm just a big believer that yeah, just move. I, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not giving you some crazy workout routes. I'm not telling you how to eat, how I eat. Yeah. But, but you could just, just go for move. a 15 minute walk. Just move. Yeah. Just yeah. move. That helps. Brandon tells great about melatonin. People like to pop melatonin, but get out, get some sunlight, get yeah. some vitamin D without the sunglasses yeah. on. Get, mm -hmm. so there's little things like that, that could work for you. Yep. What works for me is that consistent pattern that i do every yeah. single no matter what hotel i'm in no matter mm -hmm. what town i'm in it's the same thing i do and that's helped me so Wait. now to the sleep apnea questions yeah you snore oh yeah yeah like you've been tested i've not been tested i don't think i necessarily have it the the the, the jaw thing yeah mm -hmm. i if i well, hold on. When we're sleeping together tonight, I'll just yeah. record. Yeah, you. just yeah. Well, I have recordings on my phone. My that's one of the things that the app does is yeah. tracks when I start to snore, it'll record it, Ooh. and and uh, and I can hear the differences of like okay, so I'm in, when I'm in REM, this is how I mm -hmm, snore. Mm -hmm. When I'm falling asleep, this is I typically don't snore for like the first hour and a half unless are I've been you, drinking. Are you full time in Nashville now? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll talk. After podcast, yeah. I'd love to get you an HSD. Yeah, home sleep testing, and then you know might know some people. If you snore, you should take you should take a test. Okay, yeah. I mean it doesn't hurt because I I've noticed yeah. after watching some of the videos that you've posted, mm -hmm. if I push my lower jaw out just a little bit, mm -hmm. my tongue doesn't rest on the roof of my mouth, mm -hmm. and I can breathe through my nose. I I breathe through my nose. I don't breathe through my mouth. Good, that's and, good. And I but I've had friends that are like, you have sleep apnea, and I'm like, my definition of sleep apnea is stopping breathing yeah well i don't do that i take very slow deep breaths but it's pre my rhythm is pretty consistent but you don't know why well, well i can put it to you this way well, i don't have eight said, hours worth on. of recording yes. in all fairness in all fairness is, john is you said well my definition of sleep i was gonna say yeah well, my definition <laughs> yeah. Of sleep, yeah. yeah the, the what i understand the classic yeah, yeah. The, so what i understand the classic definition to be yeah uh, i think it was philip that had this and he said you know one of the the what he says is goes. we like to get an x-ray of your sleep mm -hmm. um and that's what the sleep test is you know so yeah, that was you cool. might you might fall and hurt your arm mm -hmm. and it may not be sticking out of your skin broken but you may still have a broken arm. Yeah. You may still have a fracture. It's just a degree of a fracture. Do you have an x-ray for my heart? Is it broken? Is it, broken? it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Too cheesy. Uh, no, I think, um, I'm sorry, Dad. I really let you down on that one. <laughs> I, did, I really did let you down. You were on teaching that. my brother dad jokes. Oh, no. He's He's got a one-year-old now. All right, let's hear him. I got some good dad jokes. I'd I have to, a, yeah. I, he's, I he's, he's getting better. Joke. He's getting better. Let's hear your dad joke. Right. You've heard the phrase, too soon. Mm -hmm. You know, something tragic happens yeah, and yeah. somebody makes light of it. Yeah, they go mm -hmm. too soon. I, I don't believe in too soon. Okay. There is too late. Oh. For instance, this last September, I posted to Twitter, man, 20 years since 9-11, time's really flown by. <laughs> and I got to be honest, that joke 
didn't take off or land like I thought it was going to. I mean, it really um, crashed and burned. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, crashed that's and burned. Crashed and oh. burned. Crashed and burned. Uh, yeah. so I've actually been thinking song, about doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> there's a, well, you, uh, by there's the way, a good... Uh, so what people don't know is that this man... And I'm so glad you dressed like you dressed today. <laughs> so one of the thing, no, one of the things that I love love about John is I don't know if we tried to one up each other every year when we'd show up places. I think, I think we try to one up ourselves every year. So when I am at a festival, I'm not work mode. I have fun. I love having fun, and I'm kind of known for wearing outfits and stuff. But this guy takes it to a whole other level. To if you go to the Mile Zero Fest lineup right now, they have a picture of Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck is you. <laughs> like they yeah. said, John Goolsby will be on it. And it's literally yeah. Tom Selleck. And what's funny is that Kyle, Kyle said no to that. Oh. And Kim, uh, the yes. social media guru for them, oh. just went ahead and sent him like, this is what it's going to look like. And he was oh. like, okay. Okay. So good. <laughs> so he literally dresses in the... Like the Larry Bird, shorts, Larry Bird, yeah. the <laughs> tightest uh, Miami, what are they called? Uh, flower uh, shirt, yeah, Hawaiian shirts. He's but a, here's shaved, the thing: I am, the I'm, I'm very oh. particular about my Hawaiian shirts. I'm not a Hawaiian shirt guy. Okay, but the ones from Magnum PI, I have every Hawaiian shirt yeah. from the show. <laughs> he There's is a company in in Hawaii that makes them. <laughs> you and are. I spend way too much money on them, and I love them. Uh, like they, they're they're perfect. And yeah. literally, he'll sit up on that stool. In those shorts. <laughs> and he's playing a beautiful uh, song in the whole time. <laughs> I know. That's why I stand now, because oh, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, the I mean, it's yeah. just you know they got to hose down the seats after the ladies. <laughs> <leave. laughs> All right, grab that, grab that guitar. Uh, Let, let's hear something let's else. Hear I want to hear something else from you. All right, I'm going to play. Coming at you. I'm going to play a song, uh, another new one. Please, man. Yeah, whatever you want to play is what we're going to play. COVID. Got the COVIS. COVIS. So I I got COVIS uh, after playing a wedding on New Year's Eve, and about half of our band got it. Mm -hmm. And... uh, one of my best friends that when I'm back in Kansas city, I, who I stay with, he comes out, he's like, I just feel dirty. And I was like, you look dirty. I mean, like, look at you. It's like new year's day. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, hair is just like <laughs> up here and hasn't showered since new year's Eve. And That's what's just, great about me. I don't have to shower cause I don't have hair. You don't so have hair. Yeah. You're not a real alopecia. You just play one on TV. <laughs> Fake one. What you got for us, brother? All right. So this song is called way back home. This is the most bluegrass song I've ever written in my life. Let's do it. And I actually think it's up here. Like Joe Diffie? Bluegrass? No. More like Damn Quail's Bluegrass. Oh, let's do it. Well, it's 2 a.m. Hear them bells chime again On my grandfather's clock down the hall No, I ain't drunk And I hate to press my luck Oh, but I just had to give you a call Oh, I just had to give you a call Hey, it's me again I'm just checking in Guess you're busy or you just don't want to talk 
Lord knows how I hate all this silent space. But if that's what it takes to give you what you want. They say time heals all wounds, but I've tried and it ain't true. And I swear I can't make it on my own. So darling, if you feel the same way I do, sick and tired of the long nights alone, maybe baby you can find your way back home. Maybe, baby, you can make your way back home. It's a really great Dobro solo on this part of the song. This old house ain't the same. Just a shelter from the rain. Cold and drafty in bad need of repair. Lord knows it'd take more than a couple coats of paint to cover up all the memories that we shared. To cover up all the memories that we shared. They say time heals all wounds, but I've tried and it ain't true. And I swear I can't make it on my own. So darling, if you feel the same way I do, sick and tired of the long nights alone, maybe, baby, you can find your way back home. Maybe, baby, you can make your way back home. Maybe, baby, you can make your way back home. <laughs> Stay right there. That was beautiful. Play us one more. I want one Hello. more. Is that all right? I want I'm, I'm, I'm mix it up all a little. Right. Fill it up again. Mix it up a little. Mix it up a little. You know I can listen to you all day. I could I could sing for you guys all day. Seriously, this is. What do you this think we're awesome. doing back at the hotel? All right. <laughs> He's got a date with Jenny, who's coming in on a delayed flight. <laughs> Uh, so this is another song. So Dave, Dave Bahanish and I wrote all three of these songs. Uh, we probably wrote 30 songs last year. Damn. Uh, well, sorry, in 2020. I think we only wrote like 10 in 2021. Well, because we, we just, he got busy producing sure. another couple. So he's producing my next record. Uh, we've currently got four songs in the can. Let's talk about that for a second before yeah. you play. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought Handsome Dan told me something. I, I didn't know. Is your new record out now? No. I thought you said... I, 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 I released a single. Oh, re okay. Released a single. It doesn't even have a name yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That okay. was... that. The Midwest is almost a decade old from when it was recorded. Look how young. Eight years, eight years old as of this year recorded. Six years old as of uh, wow. release date. I know. And it just kind of took, I just, I was so busy yeah. playing that I just didn't, you know, like that's part of what I, when I say about 2020, that really 
taught me to make more time and good for you. I, I wrote almost 80 songs in 2020. So this new album, do we have a release date or is it just, okay. No, but you have it, the single out. got the one single and that was really okay. part of it was because I was playing mile zero fest. Yep. And uh, it had been five years and I told my manager, I was like, I need to do something. He's my manager is comes from a very yeah, I've uh, met him. large pedigree, uh, you know, Long and distinguished, you know, Eric Church, Black Keys. Yep, he's done uh, very well. You know, a whole bunch of different people. But he is, we're not releasing this thing without a plan. Good. You, you've you released music without plans. How's that worked out for you? Yeah. Right. You know, so, it, which is great to have someone who is thinking that way. Um, It just means that when it's done, we're going to figure that out. But cool. we're not even done recording yet. Because Dave has been working with other artists and sure. doing some different things. So, um, and he's charging me a very fair rate. Mm -hmm. And so th with that comes the caveat of he's not dropping everything, <laughs> you know, which no, I'm, I'm okay sure, with it. So, sure. um, but we wrote this song. This is the one that I was telling you guys earlier. It took two months to write. Yeah. And uh, it's called the great divide. Thank you. Well, we both know it's over, it's clear as the tears in your eyes Yeah, we saw this coming, there's no need to act so surprised And facing the truth is harder than living a lie Still, there's no way around it. Just kiss me and say goodbye. And so long, Karina. It hurts me to see her so sad. If it makes you feel better, you're the best there ever Space in between is too wide. Still, I wish you the best from across the great divide. Well, I've heard more than once if you love someone, set them free. We know that I love you, but our love just ain't meant to be. I know you feel safe in my shadow, but you're meant to shine. Out there in the spotlight, just you with no place to hide. So long, Karina, it hurts me to see her so sad. If it makes you feel better, you're the best there I ever had. Our love runs deep, but space in between is too wide. 
Still I wish you the best from across the great divide Still I wish you the best from across the great divide Great divide Well, we both know it's over It's clear as the tears in your eyes Wow That's a new one? That's a new one? Yeah Okay My gosh, On dude. the new yet-to-be-named or dated <sighs> Right now, my uh, Right now, my my first, yeah. my gut instinct is to title the next album uh, "John Gould's Be a Cautionary Tale," but uh, I don't know if that's if that's going to be the end, the final title. <laughs> Man, uh, so yeah, that song spoke. Well, it, it just a little yeah. background on that song. Um, I came, I came with the Great Divide idea, and then uh, we started writing. We got the first verse done, kind of part of the chorus. And uh, it was kind of like a more of a cowboy rides away kind of thing. Yeah, who's Karina? Uh, it literally okay. This is one of those magical songwriting moments. Dave and I both um, dated the, the same girl. No, uh, no, but we did. There was that one time that uh, we both said that name at almost wow. the identical time, and just it just kind of popped in to my okay. brain, popped into his head, and I said, "I think I'm like Kareen, you like Kareen? Are you serious right now? Like <laughs> he and I have that happen a lot where we're very wow. simpatico, which is fun. Um, but uh, then he watched A Star Is Born like Great. two weeks into us starting that yeah. song, and he was like, "Man, I don't want this to be a cowboy rides away song." I want it to be something like somebody loves someone so much that they want to set them free. Well, the, not that. So I was going to ask you that lyric, and I apologize. Only no, you're, you're heard good. This when you say, "I know you're comfortable in my shadow, but I want you to shine." Did yeah, you yeah, gosh, yeah. That, that and that's kind of that's part of what it was. It's like uh, I I envision this being like a a guy who loves a girl so much and she is yeah. content to just be with him and 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 be his sidekick. And he's like, "No, no, no. You are so worth." your own spotlight what a great song dude. so thank you great song congrats thank you mayor very much thank you everything i love about it man um of course your range is sick but um well i was finally warmed up you know sometimes like doing radio stuff and things like that it's like 8 a.m and i'm like but waking up at five i've you're, you're, I've been awake yeah, for a while. Yeah. Like my voice is ready to go. My voice is as warm as it's gonna get. Well, <laughs> you know, and three glasses of tequila won't hurt. That's right. It's only two, I think. Unless um, I'm, I'm there. I'm professional. You are very. By the um, way, you are. I've known you. Consummate well. professional. Um, um, we are coming up on that time though. Yes. Um, and so, um, with all jokes aside, uh, Brandon has his kiddos, and uh, Jenny is coming in. Yeah. And I'm always <laughs> respectful of his time. Um, I, on the other hand, am not. Um, yeah. So what are we having for dinner again? No. Yeah, <laughs> dinner. So we got lamb. Hey, it's, so it's, and wagyu beef burgers. Uh, and don't we're, get me we're started debating on whether no, or there's not, no debate whether, whether or not we should mix the lamb with the beef. Put that poll out. There. I say yes. <laughs> no, it's I not good. I think it right now. could be a good flavor mixture. I profile. do too because I love. I love and I'm going to put mushrooms in it too. Like it, chop it, up the mushrooms. If you guys are willing to have me back, we'll we'll talk about Afghanistan a little bit. But I lived there for eight months. Yeah. And no pressure. I fell in love with lamb mutton. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is I came back here and actually had good mutton. I've never like, met over a girl there. named yeah. Mutton before. Yeah. 
I oh I well I dated a couple 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 girls that you could call hogs, but <laughs> <laughs> way to hook yourself back into yeah. the next. I've been hogging, man. I've been yeah. hogging. It's one of those you know the uh, fictional note, Karina. And on, <laughs> yes. on that. <laughs> you know what? Because I learned this in college, you want to raise your average, you got to lower your standards. Oh, you know what? You're a bright man and a great friend. Uh, I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Cheers. And uh, thank you for sleeping around with Dr. Barry and Matthew. Absolutely. Cheers. Love you. We're going to have fun tonight, though. Yes. Get ready. I'm going to have fun tonight, too. Yeah. If you get that out of his uh, case over there, double headed thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we like to call everybody wins. (laughs) Come on.